Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's going on, earners? Welcome to EYL University, the number one place for business education. Shadi, tell them what we're bringing. Yes, EYL University already has over 100 past webinars from all areas of business. It includes weekly webinars from industry leaders. It includes access to our investment Facebook group, Movie Club, our book club. It also includes access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. But what has been added has access to MG the Mortgage Guy's Home Buyer's Blueprint over 14 hours was everything you need to know as far as the home buying process is concerned. And also what has been added is access to our monthly group chat call. So once a month, me, Troy, and the whole team is going to let you in on our personal plays, our portfolio, what we're doing and more. So all of that, we are running for a special promo code of 70% off for a limited time only. So head to EYLUniversity.com right now and take advantage. You know how this works. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. We'll see you on the other side. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you guys are good. Hope you guys had a great day. It's a lot to talk about. How, how, how's it sound? How's it sound? Don't be digital. Yeah, you sound like Guru hopped on. Yeah. <laughs> Mike check one, two. What yeah, I is told this? You, man. Every man yeah. is an engineer, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just in case the engineer don't show up. You know All how right. it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta learn how to do every job. That's a fact, though. That's job right. well done, as Kobe would say. Ooh, my boy got the shore mic tonight. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> my guy got the shore mic yeah, ready to go. Yeah. Change the cables out. <laughs> I, I learned about about the Magamis. I was like, "Ooh, these are Rick Ross cables." I'm like what the Magamis? <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here. No, nah. I appreciate. I appreciate it, bro. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know the sound is back. Sound is back. So, um, shout out to uh, first and foremost, man. Shout out to Jim Jones, man. <laughs> That episode, a lot of people really enjoyed that episode. Um, that was one of his best interviews. I appreciate, appreciate that. that. Appreciate I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. Shout out to Jimmy. Um, so this week we have um, we have a lineup of all women. It just kind of fell into that. We didn't actually plan that. Then we saw it. We was like, oh, this is this is actually the stars aligning because it's the last week of the month. And uh, so tonight, of course, we got the esteemed Budgetista. She needs no introduction, but we'll introduce her properly when she comes on. She's gonna bless us with tons and tons of gems. As tomorrow, always. tomorrow, tomorrow's a dope, a dope episode for Earn Your Leisure because it's one of these things. It goes back to like where we originally started. It's great to have people that are celebrities and has, you know, millions of followers and stuff, but it's always good to get the, the diamonds in the rough that nobody has really heard of. So mm-hmm. Paula McCarthy is a woman, um, hundred, she had 150 followers and, um, I just texted her earlier. Yeah. yeah. So she's a, <laughs> she's a black woman that owns a water plant in upstate New York. And her story was so crazy. It was about natural resources. Yeah. Uh, a major corporation offered her $20 million to buy her out. Um, she refused it. And um, she's actually like bottling water. Like she act like when they say spring water, like yeah. she actually owns 15 acres of land where the water comes down from the, um, 
the mountain, the hills, yeah. and goes underneath the ground. There's a waterbed underneath the ground, and it springs up. That's how it actually is called spring water. She gave us a whole education on the water process. Definitely did. The process of osmosis and all of that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're interviewing the, the her first, tomorrow. The, the first black woman to do it. Yeah, yeah so. first and only. So, uh, yeah, so that's an exciting. And then Wednesday, we have our, our girl Alexia Wright, the Airbnb queen. We're doing an open enrollment YouTube live. How to start an Airbnb business yeah. during Corona, post Corona. Because we did her episode. Her episode is a classic, but that was before Corona hit. That's crazy. And everybody's asking, well, how did things change for her since Corona? So <laughs> this is the follow up. Yeah, if you follow, you, if you follow Lexia, you, you can see how Corona has treated her. <laughs> there was some growth, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember we put that yeah. out in uh, July. We was out in LA when we put that out. Yeah. And the, the feedback was just crazy. It was crazy. And she's she's so young, so intelligent, um, and, and just is going to be a monster in this world of business. This is just a start for her, and we, I, we see bright things for her future, and I'm happy we, we get to reconnect with her and uh, let the people see all, all of her greatness. Yeah, so that's, that's Wednesday. Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Live on YouTube, we're doing a, a class on how to start an Airbnb business. Air, and you follow Airbnb stock, you exactly. know that you know it has exactly. done well since its debut. Um, Airbnb's not going anywhere. They had some trouble during Corona, but they're back. They're right back. They're right back. Right back. As you call, we, we got to give you your props. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, you, you called it. Because you know what, it's one of these things where I feel like. Um, People just need to travel. It's a, it's a human, it's been around since the beginning of time. People have always traveled. And um, you know, the, the hotel business is so outdated mm -hmm. um, that Airbnb is just one of these things. It's like Uber and it just makes so much sense. It just makes so much sense to just have somewhere and rent it out. And you know, it's, it's convenient if you need a house and not just a hotel room, you might want to cook breakfast. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just so many yeah, different things. Especially if you have kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a way for an owner or somebody who's leasing a property to make money, right? Why just let the hotel industry take all of this hospitality money? It's a, it's a great way for people to have earned income and obviously make a business out of it. So I will be there with notes. I know my wife, she she's going to be there taking notes because it's something that she's really interested in. So hopefully everybody comes ready with their questions because I got a bunch already. Shout out to Willie. Willie said he's live from Crenshaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And shout out to we do this early, man. We put up the this is very rare. Very rare. Um, We got the Victory Lab album. That's not that rare. That's not that rare. But um, how, Proud to Pay campaign, the Crenshaw, the Red, the Red album. We call that the Red album, man. The Red album. That to me, I can't say anything is better than um than Victory Lab. No, oh, no, it, I can't say it's better than Victory Lab, but it's a lot. I probably listen to that right now it's at this point in my life. I listen yeah. to that more than than Victory Lap like that. Huh? It's a lot of joints on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check me out. Check me out. Check me out. That's my joint, man. I love that album, man. So rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, man. Um, all right. Been one of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time, hands yeah, down. Man. We was looking forward to that Nipsey Hussle interview, man. We shout out to Dave Gross. That's my guy, yeah, man. But, uh, I definitely. We, just, we knew that we was going to get the Nipsey Hustle interview, but um, yeah. you know, everything. somebody said Mailbox Money. Mailbox Money got some joints too. Yeah. Got some joints. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Nip, man. Yeah. That, I mean, we obviously, obviously expressed what he's meant to us, but I think people like kind of don't get it. Like when we sat down before we even had a show, we wrote down the people that we wanted. 
right? He wrote 10 people. I wrote 10 people. Nipsey Hussle was the first name on both, both of our lists. He's still the only person that we follow that's not affiliated with us. But the only, the, 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 the crazy thing is like, we had three people that we wanted to interview. Dame Dash, Jay-Z, and Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> so shout out to Dame, man. Dame, that definitely was one of the people that we wanted to interview. He's been a sure. major inspiration for us. So we're glad that we got that done. Um, and now, you know, Jay. How to put that phone call in, brother. Folks at Rock Nation, if you're listening. Hold Everybody at Square. <laughs> Please. All right. All right, bro. Um, uh, Ian. Um, oh, real quick, real quick. Disclaimer. Oh, yeah, disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah. Do your own research. You know how this works, y'all. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a good message from the good folks at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother, Ian Dunlap, the master investor. Do your own research, do your own homework. Take your time with it too, yo. There's a lot. I appreciate you. Let's get to it. Let's have fun. <clears throat> Shout out to my family, everybody in Red Panda. Kudos to my family. Perfect. Let's go. All right. Thank you guys for being here. Let me know if you can see my screen and we'll get started. Yeah. So it's been pretty much a year since we've recovered from the market. Let's get right to it. So first and foremost, uh, check out YouTube tonight for Trading After Dark and for exclusive content. Uh, for those of you that are interested in learning about futures, Trading After Dark is at 9.30 Central. And uh, for those of you that are interested, it's crazy. We probably need to run it back, man. It's been a year since we did Stock Club. I think we made history. When we do this documentary, I think that'll tell the tale. Um, but investing has considerable risk. But for those of you that have been in Stock Club, uh, I appreciate you so much. We're going to have to celebrate soon here in Houston and uh, do this brunch meetup. Um, so right, screenshot this, these are the hours of availability. So trading room is 1.30 Central, Monday, Thursday, Friday. Stock club call is nine. Uh, trading after dark is 9.30 Central. Open office hours where you can ask me anything is second Saturday of every month at 3 p.m. And group consoles, you can click the link in my bio. Um, but let's get right to it. It's been a year since the market has recovered and it's better that we learn from one another what is the best piece of advice you've ever received on investing? Some of you, I know have FOMO and you're coming into the market late. Don't worry. There'll still be gains for you to be had. Don't worry. But please tell me what the biggest lessons are that you have learned thus far. And I need to tell some of you this. Um, I, I did a post yesterday called Sunday Service. I want to tell you that some of you may feel defeated or you may be comparing your journey to where others are, but you need to focus on your own race. So it was two prominent lessons that I took from my mom when I was a kid. One was get your lesson. And I transcribed that to learn every day. And when she was telling me, I did not want to hear it, but thank you for it. But the thing is when I wasn't executing at the highest level, my mom would tell me, God did not give you the spirit of fear. Man did go after what you want. So whatever your aspirations are, I want to give you the same piece of advice that my mother gave me that helped me tremendously. Um, and, and that's to go after what you want. And type in chat, what is your dream or aspiration so we can help you get to that goal? And let me close out my telegram real quick before somebody be like, yo, I'm gonna get my feature on Market Mondays this way. Not gonna happen today, sir. All 
right, here we go. My apology. Okay. So one of my favorite stories in investing is the story of Theodore Johnson. So Theodore never made more than $14,000 a year, but he invested wisely. So at the end of his life, I think he died at 94 years old. He ended up having $70 million. So for those of you that read Money Master the Game, you know the story. It has been told plenty of times. You can also go look at the New York Times interview where it was talked about. But um, this is really interesting. It's from a middle-class family. He worked at UPS, and he worked his way up to vice president. Um, he retired in 1952. So you guys can adjust for inflation. But his annual salary back then was 14000 And the crazy part is he put majority of the money into that stock, which he worked at. And then the second thing that he did is he took advantage of compound interest. So he was a buy and hold investor. I know buy and hold is not the sexiest thing, but once again, we stated it last week, how can you get generational wealth if you're not willing to hold stocks for generation? So he averaged about 11.9% over a 39 year period. And every bonus that he got, he put into the market, every raise that he got, he stayed at the same level. And that's how he was able to amass that wealth. So for those of you who are like, hey, I don't have $70,000 to start with, start with what you have because the habit is way more important. So these are the five biggest lessons that I took from him. Number one, he was a buy and hold investor who dollar cost averaged. We talked about this every week. Troy's mentioned it. I've mentioned it. Rashad has mentioned it. Trap has mentioned it. Matt mentioned it when we argue, right? You have to take advantage by putting money in every single month. It has to be the first bill that you pay. Number two, avoid lifestyle creep. So live frugally. It doesn't, and living frugally does not mean that you have to be poor or that you have to be poor minded. But you do not want to end up giving all of your money away, which is number four. Number three, buy and hold. The biggest mistake that a lot of us is going to make, and of course, there should be a percentage of money that you put away that you take more speculative risk with, but your foundation, your first level has to be buy and hold. Number four, please do not spend all of your money that you worked so hard to get to make others rich. Realize when you take your money that you worked for and you go spend it with other companies, you are putting that money into the hands of other families that have put a considerable effort into marketing and PR to take the money from you, to put it into their family through things called sales and deals, right? And number five, I want you to start investing early. So whether you are 25, 35, 45, 55, if you have not started, please start. You will be able to help someone in your family uh, have similar kind of wealth if you are continuously investing. A book that I don't talk about a lot but I love, and it's almost up there with Money Master the Game, it's called Tools of Titans. So Tools of Titans is similar to Money Master the Game. Tim Ferriss interviewed the top experts in the field. <clears throat> but when I was um, going through the book, there were some similar lessons that I saw from most people and I applied them here to investing. And here's what they are. Number one, the top focus in investing has to be on not losing money. Everyone type in chat, defense wins championships. Number two, on long-term re return basis, whether it's in business, whether it's in stocks, whether it's in equity deals, you wanna look for a reward of 50 and you wanna risk one. I know everyone says high risk, high reward. I'm gonna tell you that's not true. You want low risk, high reward. Number three, do not communicate with people that disturb your happiness and or your peace. Eliminating them will make you 50% happier. If it's your family and you cannot completely detach, just communicate with them less. 
But the more joy you have in your life and the more peace you have, the more you're able to execute. I want you to be very mindful of the people as they see you ascending that starts to throw booby traps in your way and always find a way to argue or fuss with you as you're looking to level up. Number four, meditate every day. So for all the stress that you have in your life, you need a way to escape. One hour is ideal. And I'm finally going to re release this investment in trade and affirmation for all of you. Number five, on an investing level, journal every trade and every investment idea. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have an amazing idea or an amazing thesis, and it may not work now, but in five years, it may work. Or in three years, it may work, and you'll go back to your notebook and be like, I had it all along. Um, number six, walk or work out every day because you need to clear the toxins and have peace and balance in your body, right? You need to focus on your three most important tasks of the day and aim to get 1% better each day. Please write this down. Scott Adams, the creator of the Dilbert cartoon, uh, one of the richest men in his space. Winners have systems, not emotions. This applies to all businesses, but especially trading. So write in chat what your actual trading plan is and the system that you follow. But winners have systems, not emotions. When I hear people say, I think that this is going to go up because I like it. That's usually a Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not a failure. You need to base all of your business decisions based on a system or sequence of events and not on what we feel. And write this down or screenshot this. You must sequence your actions. You have to take time to write out everything that you're going to do in order as if you are programming a robot to perform that action for you. If you do not have that, the probability of you having success is going to be relatively low. And this is my final thing that I took to swing trade at least once a month. For those of you that don't want to hold for 10 years or 20 years, because it's not the most fun, you can hold a position for at least a month, especially in the futures market, and hit a considerable gain, 20 to 70% growth. So while you're waiting for your positions to do better, because the market is pulling down now, especially because after the margin call, one of the things that you can do to offset some of those losses is to swing trade in the market. So accountability time, three things that I've gotten wrong in the last year. So number one, um, and it's important that we talk about the things that we do wrong, not just what we do right. So the ES dropped into a certain level in order for Biden to win, even though before the election and Rashad told the tale, uh, him and Fuqua got together, knew what was going to happen at the Capitol, <laughs> right? <laughs> I did say Biden was going to win the election, but I was wrong about the price. Number two, I didn't, GameStop did not get back to 29 bucks. It did get from 43 down to 40. Nice drop. Kudos to you, those of you that made money. 
and Tesla did not drop to 394 by this quarter. For context, though, the things that I got right, Apple, Microsoft, Carvana, Disney at 100, Boeing, VOO, VTI, MGC, Melly, XLK, Shopify, Neo, Plug, Moderna in April, short AMC, short GameStop, short Hertz, AMD, long Tesla since 2014, NVIDIA, Square, PayPal. All of these are still good companies. Screenshot these. McDonald's, Salesforce, Spotify, Nike, Trade Desk, and Rashad can give you 20. Troy can give you 20. They will all fire. Trap can give you CrowdStrike, which is fires. But for context, uh, Tesla did not drop to 394, just being accountable. Um, I grabbed this off the Josh page this weekend. And this is why I wanted you to always play defense because drawdowns can be massive on single stocks. Now, whether you're going for value or you're going for hedging, the S&P, out of everything, the SPY drew down the least out of everything over the last month. So you can see Square is down 20-some percent. Shopify is almost down 30%. DocuSign is down a ton. Open Door is down over 40%. Unity Software is almost down 50 DoorDash, 50 And as bad as the service is, I totally understand. And Snowflake is falling apart. So the best thing you can do is to hedge as to get exposure to everything else via indexes or technology, uh, excuse me, or uh, ETFs, and then pick um, some ones that you like individually. But picking solo stocks can be very dangerous, especially if the companies are not that great. And the crazy part, these drawdowns happened with the stock market being within 3% of all-time highs. These are the nine other economic indicators that you need to track for those you want that want to do fundamental analysis. So number one, index of consumer expectations. Number two, manufacturers new orders for consumer goods. Manufacturer new orders for non-defense capital goods. Average weekly manufacturing hours. This one's been a hot topic, interest rate spreads. Index of supplier deliveries. Initial claims for unemployment insurance. Money supply and building permits. I will also have you look at what has been the 10-year employment rate. So, of course, for those of you that are new, a lot of times, a lot of terms get thrown around. I want to explain to what a, a derivative is. And a derivative is just a contract or asset whose price is determined by something else. Like, so, for example, if a future is tra uh, tracking the French fry market, there could be a derivative or an index that is made around that particular commodity or asset class. So that's all a derivative is. So when you hear derivative, it just means it is derived or it's tied to something else. Type yes in chat if that makes sense. No. Why not? Because it goes against the entire business model of what the American dream is. What do you mean? Under the American dream, you're supposed to go to college. That means you're going to take out student loan debt, which means you have to pay interest to the banks. Okay. With that education, you will become an employee, which means you will pay the highest taxes of anybody else in society. Okay. And then you are taught that a house is your greatest asset. So you will take out a mortgage and pay interest to the banks once again on another loan. Okay. And then you are taught to consume. So you will take out credit card debt to pay for stuff to impress people that don't give a shit. Okay. So all in all, you will become a cash flowing asset for the banks and the government. So why would I ever educate you on the money system if I can turn you into a cash flowing asset for me? I, I don't know. The tax and the thing is, a lot of you ask, why is this not taught earlier? That was probably the easiest explanation of why. I know Troy and Rashad first started in schools teaching and giving back. But let's be honest, like this curriculum should be in every school. But you would be surprised at the kind of pushback that people like us would get mm -hmm. trying to do that.
right? So screenshot this. This is a percentage of stock allocation that you need to have based on your age. So if you're zero to 35, you should be in 100% stocks. If you're 35 to 45, you should be 95% stocks. If you're 55 to 65, you should be in 65% stocks, the other percentage in bonds. And if you're 65 and up, you need to be very careful uh, and go 50-50. So write this down. For those of you that are in Tesla, and kudos to Sawyer and Roger for shooting me this information. Since the IPO, Tesla has had 15 dips of 30% or more. Since the IPO, they've only had three dips of 40%, and those were not fun to be in. And then last March was 61%. So please screenshot that. And these are 10 Thomas truths about the market that you guys need to learn. Number one, good stocks can go down for no reason. Number two, bad stocks can go down for no reason. 20 years is the best period to hold index funds and top tier stocks. So these are the best 10 in, in the world. 20 years is the best period to hold those. Number four, the market does not care about politics. As much as everyone was worried about the capital building and election cycles and all that, the market still shot up as a result. Long term, it does not care. Five, commodities are almost are always terrible investments, but given the entrepreneur that they're going to have on tomorrow, I'm going to tell you that water is going to be one of the best commodities to invest in if you can in the future, because we are going through a water crisis. Number six, the stock market hates inflation. The only thing it hates more is deflation. Number seven, the best environment for stocks is a low stable inflation rate. If inflation starts to tick up, yes, we can still have gains, but it will not be as easy. Number eight, P ratios work better for the individual stocks than for the market as a whole. Number nine, a high, a high P.E. ratio is a much better sign of a stock to sell than a low P.E. ratio is a sign to buy. So like right now, there are some stocks that have a P.E. ratio of 135 and 290 and 650. That is more of an indication that they're going to drop than anything. And number 10, very few companies that are good are traded on the pink sheets. I love you guys. And thank you so much. My dog. There you have it. My dog. Ian, real quick. What? What? I see that um, I was reading some reports about the inflation rate. They said it's going to stay between 1.5 to 1.75 for the second quarter. Mm -hmm. I think is a, is a is a dangerous territory. Anything over two? Uh, if we get to three to five, and it won't happen until probably 2024, they're yeah. going to let these gains roll into 2023. And 24 would be very interesting. 25 could be catastrophic. 27 is from what I told us when we were having our next recession. Yeah. You know what I thought was going to be in the slide? Because this is our last market Mondays of this month, but a lot of people get worried. Um, but if they if they got their their uh, stock traders almanac and if they've been reading reports about the historical data of the stock market for the past twenty years, the yeah. best month to invest in stocks, April. And so we're, we're headed Absolutely. toward that. Um, if you look for the past twenty years, so like from do not sell off. Yeah, from from do not sell off. Twenty, I think about an average of two point four percent gain, um, on average. So. I know it, it, a lot of people have been texting me all month. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I'm bailing, my seatbelt is off. I'm jumping off the boat. Stay don't patient. Abandoned abandon ship. But there were a Please few of those texts. <laughs> there were a few it's of those one of the texts. biggest mistakes. Otherwise you're gonna be frustrated like how Rashad looking send that text off. Listen, <laughs> next month gonna come, you're gonna be like, man, I sold. Man, why did you tell me this? We told you, don't You heard it just now. Yeah. Historically, the best month to invest in stocks is April for the past 20 years. Yeah. So don't say you didn't hear it. Yeah.
The stock Which almanac is, is kind of like the weather almanac, though. I mean, it. But look at my face when he said it. I was like, That boy gave the, he listen, he gave all the blueprint beats away. Let's to easy for free. Please go get that almanac, life changing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but even even outside of them, business insider, uh, seeking alpha, all pretty much it's, it's consistent, and everybody's been consistent with that theory. So, yeah. I mean. We've seen a lot of crazy things over the past 12 months. I mean, my, my thing is not to discredit what you're saying, but my thing is nobody ever knows what's going to happen in the stock market. So the best way to, to hedge this is buy and hold long term. Yeah, and it's, just, it's probabilities. Because yeah. and this, that's even a problem with playing, um, you know, derivatives. If, if, you, if you're in an option call, you just have to be careful because ultimately it's an educated guess. Anything can happen. So right, right. we know that Apple's going to go up if you hold it for 10 years. That's 99.9% yep. .9 chance happening, right? Now, if you hold it for three years, probably 75% chance of happening. Mm -hmm. You hold it for two years, fit, you hold it for two months. Now, you yeah, know, you're, you're going to be beat so, up in two months. On Apple. Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's so many different um, things that can happen. Yeah. And you're, you're putting your faith in just a time frame. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying from a standpoint of if you look at a uh, sample size, right? So 20 years is a pretty good sample size. No, no, no. I, I, mean? I believe it, yeah. but I'm just saying I think that people should just be investing. They should just be investing, period, and not trying to time the market. Oh, you think they're going to use the almanac to try and time? Oh, oh, yeah. oh you're looking at that sample. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. no, no. This is this is like yeah, long. Like, when yeah. I say do your homework, like. I'm looking at okay. Obviously, I'm in, I'm investing weekly, right? Or if I'm if not, definitely monthly. I'm looking at new positions. But these are some of the things that you look at. Okay, oh, that's good to know. Okay, I, you know what? I'm looking at a position in this sector. That's good to know about that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. And that's I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna give a hot take. I like stock market almanac just as much as I do money master the game. Mm -hmm. Just to be real. So when he said it, I was like, hmm, that boy, that boy, good. Tell me to America <laughs> two boy, like. It, but yes, if you guys are using it for trading, we can still get your get your butt kicked because, it's, like you said, it's not a hundred percent. Because there are some days that they'll call it to be bullish, and it's not. Yeah, because so, I mean, yeah. and so like when you look at the why, obviously it's the the end of the first quarter, and so a lot of people are predicting, especially this year, that they're going to have a, a a pretty good earnings report for the first quarter of, of the year. Uh, you had quadruple witching last week, and so you had a lot of sell off, mm -hmm. and so. I can but see all, why, yeah, why but also, April would, would fit the category. It's important It's important to keep in mind historically, because you're right, hist history does play a part in determining the future. Um, and historically in bull runs, the second year of a bull run has always been choppy and sometimes even flat. And we have just mm -hmm. entered the second year of this bull run and this bull run was tremendous. So that's important historically to keep in mind as well as Ian has said, you know, don't expect this had the same rate of return that you oh, had no. last year. Last year was kind of an anomaly. If it happens, that would be great. Nobody would be mad about that, but it's all about measuring expectations yeah. and understanding that, you know, like I said, historically, the second year of bull runs have not performed as well as the first year. And, and historically the leaders have taken a hit. So tech obviously led the bull mm -hmm. run. So that's why it's getting beat up. So it's just important to keep that in mind. But like I said, you know, when you have a long-term perspective, you you know, you understand that when you play in short term and you're gambling, then that's, yeah. a, little, that's a little different. And, and um, from an advisory standpoint, do you think that the S&P or Dow would outpace NASDAQ this year? Because I mean, I'm gonna be, without quantitative easing, 
tech wouldn't see these gains. Yeah, I think um I think yeah, the SP, yes. I think this is a great chance of that happening yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think that's a great chance of that happening. And um I just want to give um a quick quick gems real quick before we bring our esteemed guest on because we do have a crazy episode that's coming out tomorrow about water and she actually put me on to a few things. Um so quickly water so there's so out of out of the whole earth i think like 70 percent of the earth is made up of water um out of that 97 percent is not drinkable is is uh salt water so there's only three percent of the earth's water that's actually drinkable out of that three percent like 70 percent of it it's not being used to for drinking purposes. It's used mm -hmm. for agriculture. It's mm -hmm. used for industrial purposes. It's used for a bunch of other stuff outside of drinking. So we have a very small percentage of actually clean drinking water. The same amount of drinking water that was available 100 years ago is available now. But the Earth's population has increased like tenfold since that time. Um, we live in America, so we don't fully appreciate what's going on in the rest of the world. We're doing like ice bucket challenges and things of that nature. But there's a water shortage in the world mm -hmm. um they have predicted that war the next wars um world wars out will be um fought over water they have already been wars fought over water um water is extremely valuable it's the most valuable commodity in the world if you really think about it our bodies are made up of water and it's essential water and air are the two essential elements of life we can't live without water it's impossible um i say that to say they are water etfs yeah. Water is actually yeah. traded on the stock market now. It's a commodity. So, PHO, PHO, yeah. look at that. Look at PHO's performance. Extremely impressive. FIW is another one. Uh, CGW. Yep. So it's, it's something to consider um, because, like I said, this water situation is pretty alarming and it's, it's getting worse. And um, once again, it's not something I don't think we have a full appreciation of because fortunately, most of us, we don't think about drinking water, but we, we live in a, in a, in a, you know, a part of the world where we're fortunate enough to have water. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of parts in the world where they're not, they don't have water. They don't have clean drinking water. And um, yeah. So a, it's important just to bigger than investing. It's important to just think about that. You know, sometimes we just have to think bigger than just making money and how can we help the world because yeah. we only have one world. And if we keep destroying the world and if we keep, um, you know, using the resources in an unproductive manner, we're not going to have a world. And this is why Elon Musk is serious about going to Mars. It's not, a, it's not, it's not, it may sound like he's fantasizing, but he's dead serious. Not, and yeah. he's like, all right, if you, if you destroy earth, I'll be the first to colonize Mars. And now you gotta, you have to live on Mars. So it's important for us to fully understand and appreciate what we have on earth, but also from an investment standpoint, um, being that, you know, supply and demand is the number one rule of business and, um, the supply is always going to be there, but the demand is dwindling. Um, yeah. Water has turned into an investment. Who would <laughs> You are a Segway King, both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah check that episode out tomorrow yeah yeah real quick i see somebody put it in the text uh, uh shout out to shout out to nikki yeah uh tomorrow arkx so the, the space exploration etf will be uh trading tomorrow so just a little quick tidbit uh let, let's bring her on i see she's in a she's in a waiting room yes, we, gotta, yes. we gotta we gotta get out of here oh she got the, the glorious setup this setup of a queen <laughs> Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, what's you? going on? What's going on? Yo, I am excellent. 
Yes, you are. Yes, nice backdrop. Yo. Nice backdrop. <laughs> y'all, I feel like y'all making Black history every day. I appreciate, I appreciate Thank you. Thank you. So are you. We, we got your book in good company. You're right next yes. to the legendary Nipsey Hussle. For sure. I love it. I love it. For sure. So, and congratulations on your nomination. We was we were rooting for you at the. At I the know, place. but you know what? Here's it's the thing. Good. I ain't mad because no one had a better year than Tabitha Brown. I wasn't even mad. You know, she did amazing. And the fact that like I was nominated, literally, when I got the the email that I was nominated for an NAACP award, I had just woken up from my nap because I believe in naps is good for you. And <laughs> I looked at it on my phone, and I was like, there must be a different one. Maybe there's like a junior one because it didn't hit like. This is the real NAACP awards, like Eddie Murphy, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Issa Rae, Cynthia Revo, and I just was like, "Yo, me!" So just to be nominated, I mean, somebody in that room said, "Yo, what about Budgetista?" So that's more than enough for me. I'll get it the next time. Well deserved. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. Kudos, kudos. So yeah, Tiffany Budgetista, she really needs no introduction, but <laughs> I'll, I'll give one. So she's a financial literacy expert. She's um, helped. Um, we actually talked about school. So she's actually helped write curriculum that turned into a law in New Jersey for mm -hmm. financial literacy. Financial literacy is mandatory in the state of New Jersey. So that's great. And she was the one that actually um, wrote the, the bill. Oh, yeah, the yeah, budget she, law. Yeah, the budget mm -hmm. middle, middle school, high school? No, middle school, high school in New Jersey, we already have something in high school. The law was originally for elementary and middle school, but they fought us on it. So, but either way, like we mm -hmm. got middle school, we're going back for high school. We're going back for, I mean, um, elementary school. But I'm working yeah. on another law right now to, because appraisals is one of the ways, you know, they keep black and brown mm -hmm. folks from um, elevating financially. And so the same assemblywoman who I worked on that law, the budgetista law with, we're working on an appraisal law, making it illegal to appraise someone's house um, based upon race. Because my house was, it was underappraised mm -hmm. by about $30,000. And you know, Troy, I know the same thing. So because of that article, yeah. my friend reached out to me and I was like, that's some BS, right? And she was like, well, why don't you write a law? I was like, I can't write a, oh wait, why don't we? So the bill is in place right now and we're hoping within the next year or so to get it passed as law. So it, that cannot happen in New Jersey or if it does, you lose your license and everything else, so. Let's do it. Governor Murphy will be calling you. She's also she's also a best-selling author. She's appeared on you know every show that there possibly is. Um, <laughs> Media I'll be icon. on I'll be on GMA tomorrow. Good morning, America. Yeah. Again, that's not just again. She has one of the top podcasts in the world. She um, has an online community, hundreds of thousands of dream catchers, um, and um, yeah, just a very dynamic person. So, first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You know, I love coming on. You guys, what you guys are doing is, is like awesome. My husband doesn't listen to me, but he listens to y'all. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, so yeah, so we're going to kick this off. Ian, I'm going I'm to let you get the first question. Um, and then I guess we'll just, uh, we'll go. We're going to do the site for the night. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do, do it okay. we'll on order. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how do you, begin to set laws. So for those of us that don't want to be investors, but want to have a change, what are some of the steps that you took to uh, be able to pass a law? Because I think that's very important. It's a civics lesson, right? So one, you have to find someone who is able to make that happen. So assembly women and assembly men can make that happen. I believe uh, congressmen also you can reach out to, but finding someone who, um, you know, is, is works in your local state department in in a civic sense, meaning someone who, you know, has been voted into office because they have to, um, first they have to 
sit down and create like the language of the bill. So that's where you kind of come in. You can't pass that. There's not much else you can do other than certainly like um, this might happen where I might have to come to the Senate or the House and then I might have to, you know, to to bear witness to say this is why I think this is a good idea or not. Mm -hmm. Also, too, um, after the bill is promoted or written, it usually goes to some sort of committee. So the Budgetista law, for example, went to the education committee because it was an education law. And so the committee decides whether or not they want to pass it along. And oftentimes other assembly people might say, hey, I too want to kind of be attached to this law. Thankfully, with the Budgetista law, it had bipartisan support, right? Okay. And so once that happened, then it had to go to the House to be uh, voted on. And so thankfully, both sides of the House, Republicans, Democrats, they said this is a good idea. Then it went to the Senate. This is at the state level. Then it went to the governor's desk. At the time, we had um, Chris Christie. And so he did not sign the law. And in New Jersey, not signing a bill is an automatic veto. In some states, not signing a bill when you're leaving as a leaving governor makes it a law automatically. In some states, it's the opposite in New Jersey. He didn't sign it, so it died. So after two years worth of work, it died. So we had to go back to the drawing board. And that's when they pushed back and said, let's take the elementary school part off. Let's just make it middle school. Went through, again, committee, again, House, again, Senate. Um, and But it was perfect because Governor Phil Murphy, not only did he say yes, he said, I'm not going to be there, but I think this law deserves a law signing day. Most laws don't get that. So it was like the blackest day ever. Cause one, he, so Assemblywoman Antelvina Wright, she's a sister. I'm a sister, Avi. And they asked, where do you want this law to be signed? And she said, let's pick a middle school, the Barack Obama middle school. Okay, in Jersey city, right? So then, and then because governor Phil Murphy couldn't make it, our first black Lieutenant governor, Sheila Oliver, she, another sister was the one who actually signed the bill into law. So it was just like, all these black women on stage showing you like, you know, what, what your pen can do, you know, what, what applying pressure can do. And so it didn't really hit me until the, that the law, financial education law was, was passed until, cause you know, you do a thing, but you know, like y'all know, you know, sometimes you just collect accolades along the way that you just get used to achieving. And it wasn't until my neighbor She's got a daughter, uh, Olivia, who's in middle school. And I was just hanging out and she, Olivia knows I used to be a school teacher. And she said, Miss Tiffany, can you help me with my homework? And I was like, sure. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, Olivia, they teach you money in school. Oh, snap. Yeah. They teach you money in school. That's me. You know, it's like crazy. A, <laughs> that a law had to be passed yes. to teach that. Yes. But, yes. But thank you for doing that. Yeah, it's important because this is what I this is what I see for like at least my state because I don't I have not figured out how to get federal law passed yet. What I really want is I want the moment you step into school, so kindergarten, mm -hmm. from kindergarten all through eighth grade, money is being mentioned every year. So you're not starting from scratch when you're 18 yeah. and you first go to college. Imagine if you had that by the time you went to college, then these new concepts, you know, like you can learn um, more complex concepts like investing, you know, and real estate. You don't have to learn the basics because you spent the last 12 years of schooling learning the basics. Tiffany, can, can we stay on education? Mm -hmm. um, because obviously it's a trying time for a lot of educations being that um, the way that school has gone over the past 12 months has been unlike anything we've ever seen in history mm -hmm. of our lifetimes, right? And so a lot of times I get calls about my colleagues are just so frustrated and they don't know if they're gonna be able to teach next year. And mm -hmm. I always tell them, well, what's the plan? And so creating income is very important. Mm -hmm. And I know that's something that, that you are a master at. So what are some things that teachers, especially teachers can do? Because they have skills, 
and they, they have the foundation and education, they just don't have the mindset. What are some things that educators can do to earn uh, some to more? To me, yo, being a teacher is the best thing ever because you, if you're, t- being a teacher was a springboard for me becoming a business owner with many hats, many businesses, for me being able to like run a team, for me being able to do multiple things, like being a teacher, honestly, if you're a teacher, you have the best breeding ground to really do anything to spring off. So in my book, Plug, Get Good With Money, I teach you that one of the ways to create, one of the steps is to create additional income. So my two rules for creating additional side hustle income. Now, if you one thing, if this is something you're interested in making your main hustle, but just side hustle income, two things I look for. One, do I have a certificate in it? Did I go to school for it? Because that means I can ask for more money out here in these streets, right? Because if you have a calculus degree and if you're tutoring calculus, you know, then you're going to be able to get more money. Two, I look for, do I currently do this at work? Because no one's trying to learn nothing new. Like this is my side hustle. We're not out here trying to, you know, if it's my main hustle, no problem, right? But side hustle, no. So two things I used to do as a teacher, not a little different now, but two things that I used to do was I used to tutor and babysit. Because one, tutoring, I was able to make more money because, you know, although I taught preschool, I, I had my master's in education, I've got my, my bachelor's in, in business. And so I was able to tutor because they're like, ooh, teacher, tutor, great. We could pay you more. And then babysitting, I used to make WAP for babysitting because who doesn't want a current teacher, preschool teacher, I'm sorry, fellas, but woman at that, you know, like, because as a teacher, you know, you got to get your fingerprint done. You got to get background checks. They, I used to be able to charge so much money in some of these wealthy neighborhoods because they wanted me to um, uh, babysit. So think about that. Like as a teacher, what, what skill set do you have that you can monetize? You know, parents, like, for example, in the city of Newark, where I live, shout out to Brick City. I was, just, I was just talking to uh, um, a woman. Um, she is like the superintendent's like right hand. And she was telling me that these kids, like right now, attendance is at 40%. That's insane. Four zero. These black and brown children are not going to school because many of them are working to support their family. Many of them, the older ones, are, are looking after the younger ones. So what happens to this generation. So as a teacher, if I was a teacher, I would ask myself, there's going to be a problem when school opens back up. How do I solve that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There are going to be kids who are going to be behind. There are going to be parents who are going to need additional assistance. When I tell you there's so much money to be made in procurement, these schools have money. They get all these grants. Like I know right now there's a grant, someone just, just a simple grant looking for a graphic designer for a school, $150,000 for the year. A friend of mine wrote the um, application and, and f- created a Google form was like, who, um, you know, um, who is a, a graphic designer? How much do you charge? So they filled this whole form kind of like better than all their own self. She found a graphic designer that wanted $50,000 for the year. She said, bet, I got you. She was like, hey, school, it'll be 150. And now... She's able to be like, okay, you get your 50, I get my one, we good, and on to the next grant. So even as a teacher, you already know how to write, you know how to read well. Look for that. Procurement is a great way to make income. People are looking for grant writers. Even learning a little bit of a new skill set could help you tremendously. So that's what I would say as teachers, like look into your current skill set, monetize that, and ask yourself, because of what's happening now, what problems do I foresee? You've got like 
you've got as a teacher, you've got like your ear to the street because you know like what kids and what parents are struggling with before anyone else Absolutely. create something to mm-hmm. help to help parents through that. Yeah. Let's let's get into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, since you are the personal finance queen, let's get into this um, to help people out. So estate planning, mm-hmm. um, very big. Yes. Uh, when we talk about wills and we talk about putting beneficiaries on things, things of that nature, what are some things that life insurance, stuff like that, what are some things that people need to be aware of when um, developing their estate plan? So when it comes to your estate plan, I want you to think about a will, potentially a trust and beneficiaries. Those are like the core components. So a will is like the bare bones. You don't necessarily, if you're 25 years old, you ain't got no kids, you got nothing, you don't necessarily need a will, right? Well, let's start even before that. Beneficiaries, right? So no matter what, even if you are 21 years old, you got a bank account, you got an estate. You got life insurance, you have an estate. You know, so put your mama, your cousin, your best friend, your your sister, your brother as a beneficiary on your bank account, on your life insurance policy, if you have one. Um, That way, if something should happen to you, that is what estate planning looks like when you really don't have much, but it's still something. But you want to be mindful because if someone is is a beneficiary on on your bank account, let's just say you put them on when you're 25, your sister, and then at 35, you got kids and a, and a significant other, like, and you have a will and all this other stuff, but you never updated that form. If something should happen to you, what's on your beneficiary's form trumps everything else. It doesn't matter what's in your will or your, or your trust. So that's really important. I, I remember like, so my, my husband, when I met him, he had a daughter already, she was seven. So he and her mother were together. Um, and um, he had, he has like, he works for the city. So he has a pension. So the other day he was like, babe, my friend is trying to figure out how to change his beneficiaries on his pension. And I was like, all right, well, you know, let's update. Well, let me show you how to log in. Cause I do all of my financial stuff. So we log in, in changing beneficiaries. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> it don't say Tiffany on here. <laughs> it said baby moms on here. Now don't get me wrong. Me and, ba- me and baby moms is real cool, but not that cool. I said, <laughs> bruh, if you, what if you would have died and, and left your pension to her, I would have had to raise you up from the dead, kill you back dead again. Um, so, so I, <laughs> but I just say all that to say that like, it's so, it's so important to make sure those forms are up to date. So then next level will, if you have children, you have to have a will. Who do you want to raise your children? It's not enough to be like, oh, that's my, um, that's my godmother. No, 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 no. Legally, you have to assign because you know, you know us. That's definitely the conversation. Yes, like, oh, that's your, that's your grandma. If something happened to me, no, 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 no. And this is all in my bank of money. And um, so yes, you want to make sure that you have, um, you know, like you legally have some papers drawn up to say this is what happens to my minor children when I'm not here. Because let's just say you're Muslim, right, and um, your your parents are Christian, and you really don't want your parents to raise your kids or your sister to raise your kids because you want your your kids to be raised in a Muslim household. So you really want your brother, you know? But if you want that to happen, you have to put that down. So a will is bare bones, but a will is not gonna save you from probate court. You know, you are still gonna pay them taxes on tax on tax on taxes, right? But I will say this, if you have a trust is not 
for someone, it, I would even consider a trust because of the cost, unless you have at least $100,000 in assets, right? Because 20,000, it doesn't make sense to, for the cost yeah. of a trust. Now, if you have assets of 500,000 or over, you must have a trust because the amount of money you're going to lose in probate court, plus probate court is embarrassing. It's like ringside seats to like, oh, how much Ian got? Oh, okay. Oh, Ian got one. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so that part is important. So a trust, what makes a trust so um, so special is that a trust locks things away behind closed doors so no one can see unless you decide to share, unlike a will where everybody can see. But also trust is like a, it's like a person that never dies. When money goes, passes from one person to another person because of death, there's a tax involved. But a trust is like this person that doesn't die. So money, if it's held or your assets are held there, even if you pass, the trust stays alive. Even if someone else passes, the trust stays alive. So you don't have to worry about the tax incurred going from person to person. But you want to be mindful what kind of trust that you want to have, an irrevocable trust or a revocable trust. An irrevocable means that it cannot be broken or changed unless everyone who's involved in the trust says okay, right? So for example, Kobe Bryant had an irrevocable trust, right? Um, so the, the problem was that he... So he and his wife, every when their ch children turned one, they added that child to the trust. But we all know he passed away when his baby was still younger than one. So she was not in that trust. All of that wealth he had set aside. So she had to petition the courts to say, I know this is irrevocable, but let's be real. Kobe would not want the baby not to be in here. So they granted her that. So you just want to be mindful, you know, what kind of trust you want to have. But estate planning, we tend not to do it, but it's actually more expensive not to. You know, like it's, it just is. And so if you if you have just a little bit of something, you want to put something down, you want to get it notarized um, and you want to fund it and sign it. So if something happens to you, everybody knows what your desires are. Don't be and like it, Prince. Yeah, and it prevents all the fighting at the repass. Well. I just want to I just wanted to add one thing to that, because everything you said was right on point. And me as a financial advisor, um, one of the things when I, I first came into the industry is this guy. Uh, well, they was speaking and they was talking about a guy that um worked a job for like 30 years, had like mm -hmm. a big pension and all of that. And, you know, he got divorced like 20 years ago um, and had a new mm -hmm. wife and, you know, had like three kids and all of that. And when he died, he never updated his yep. um, his beneficiary. And like you said, the beneficiary su supersedes everything. Yep. And it was, it's no negotiation, nothing you can do about yep. it. So it went to the, it went to his ex-wife and um, she kept it. She, yeah, she, she didn't she, have to give it up. Mm -hmm. no She's like, oh, well, then, so then, sad, too bad. Yeah, so you, you, you have to, you have to, um, update your beneficiaries and everything should have a beneficiary, including bank accounts. Um, and then also what you speak about as far as the, um, the trust is extremely important. The mm -hmm. irrevocable trust. We spoke about the, I spoke about the islet before, mm -hmm. um, which is the irrevocable life insurance trust. And I love how you say a trust is a person that can't die. Cause that's really true. It's treated like an outside mm -hmm. entity as a person. So, you know, especially when we have more advanced conversations about tax shelter, because mm -hmm. life insurance can actually add to an estate um, planning problem because the money goes into your estate. So if your estate is worth $3 million and you have a $2 million life insurance policy. Now, when you die, you actually your estate is worth $5 million. So mm -hmm. that can actually be counterproductive because it's going to add to your tax bill. So that's why people, sometimes people will put the life insurance in a trust because now that 2 million is not part, is not part of the estate It's out of the estate. And, um, it still goes to the beneficiaries tax-free because of the, uh, the life insurance is tax-free. So yeah, everything that you speak about is extremely important and, like you said, it's not something, unfortunately, that we have really thought about a lot of. It's like, yeah, most of the time it's just like, all right, 
figure it out when, when you die. And then, you know, that leads to all kinds of issues. And as you said, it's actually more expensive mm-hmm. not to have it mentally and financially, because mm-hmm. mentally, you know, family members got to fight, breaks up families all the time. It's pretty yeah. common. Um, you know, your grandmother has a house and then there's like four kids mm-hmm. and they're fighting over the house. So all of this stuff, we talk about stocks, we talk about investing, all of that. The fundamentals are critical. Well, yeah, yes. you got to have the fundamentals down. Can, can yeah. I just share that? Like, so one thing that like I see, like as my role, I feel like everybody has like a role in whatever, like, let's just like, talk about like the financial like space, financial education space, right? So I see my role the same way I saw my role when I used to teach Sunday school, like as a teenager, preschool, as like 20, early 30s, and the budget needs to now that, you know, like I'm here to provide you with the financial fundamentals because I don't care how much money you make. If you don't have the fundamentals, you can be wiped out just like that. I've seen it. Wiped out. I'll give an example. I remember I was at speaking at this um, speaking engagement. This woman came up to me and said, I don't know what I do. I don't know what I, what I should do. I owe over a million dollars. And I was like, what? And she had had cancer. And that was her, that was her medical bill when it was all said mm-hmm. and done. So how, how you, how, how you out earning that? You know what I mean? Like you out earn the cancer. So like those are the financial fundamentals are this, I actually call it financial wholeness, right? So these are the fundamentals. It's budgeting. People don't want to talk about like, cause it's not sexy, like GameStop and option, but, <laughs> right? Like, cause now the caveat is this, sis is wealthy. I have multiple, my, my net worth is multiple seven figures. I'm not talking about like theoretically in stuff. I'm talking about cash. I'm talking about investments. I'm talking about real estate. Like I have money just to preface it with that because, because you <laughs> don't know, play, like, don't, the, play, wait, wait, like, don't, don't play, play yourself. Don't, ever, don't ever play yourself. No, because I, herself. Third person. No, because, <laughs> no, because, because sometimes you, people bro hear. Is <laughs> bro is wealthy. First and foremost, don't play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. No, please. I share that because I, because when people hear the fundamentals, they're like, wah, wah, broke. No, there's nothing broke. Here. Not only am I wealthy, I'm debt free like a five year old. I don't owe nobody nothing, not even my businesses. Like I have five Debt-free businesses, yes. right? We made eight figures last year, just over 10 million. I'm not saying that to brag, I'm saying that to set the stage for. I'm talking about fundamentals from a place of you can grow wealth from a place of fundamentals and wealth that you can actually keep. So let's go over the 10 financial fundamentals. I like to call it financial wholeness. It's a holistic view of your finances one, budgeting, two, savings. Three, debt. You have to manage debt. You don't have yes. to be debt-free. You know, I know people are like debt-free, debt-free. Guess who else is debt-free? I, I told y'all, like, my literally t- today is my niece's birthday, right? And she don't have no mortgage, no car, no, 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 nothing. And she's four. Happy birthday. Shout out to you, girl. But you're still broke, you know, because <laughs> debt freedom doesn't equal. We mentioned that before. Debt freedom does not equal wealth, right? So three, debt. Four, credit, right? Credit is a lever. I don't think people understand that, like, like think about a door, a door is a lever. This small knob can, can twist a big door. That's what credit is able to do. It is this, a small amount of money that's able to give you access to large amounts of money, right? This is what, what credit is. Five, learning to earn, increasing your income. I hope you're writing this down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to learn to earn, you know, like it's not just enough to budget and save. You're not going to budget and save your way to wealth. It's great foundational stuff, but you have to know how to bring money into your household. Six, investing for both retirement and wealth. I make the distinction because to me, investing for retirement is really investing in a way that will help you to maintain your current lifestyle. That's the bare minimum. Minimum, yes. Like, are we trying to eat cat food? What are we doing? Yeah. No. 
you know, but investing for wealth is being able to increase your current lifestyle and leave money for your heirs. So I like to separate retirement and wealth. So that is six, seven insurance. It is super important. Health insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, right? Property and casualty insurance. Think of like home and auto. Are you insured? Insurance is a risk management tool. I mean, insurance is there to protect you and your assets just in case you need it. Most people are underinsured. I know I was like, I thought I was good. I'm like, oh, I'm good out here in these streets. I sat down with a friend of mine who's a CFP and she's like, let me see your stuff. She was like, okay, everything's good, Tiffany, but you're insured like you're 20. I was like, I look 20. She's like, but you're not 20, <laughs> right? And so she was like, you need an umbrella policy. I was like, oh, how much is that going to cost me? Because Sis is really the bunch of these. Talk about that. Can you talk about that? The umbrella? Yeah, cover that, please. Yes. And so the umbrella policy, it's like the low-key secret. I was like, okay. She said, let's start off. This was like maybe two years ago. Let's start off with, so you have your normal basic insurance. Like, you know, I have homeowner's insurance. I've got car insurance. Uh, but I also have business insurance. And she's like, just in case those things are maxed out because something happens. Someone falls and they, 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 they see you for more than this other insurance can cover. You have this umbrella policy, right? And so for me, an additional $1 million, which I was like, ooh, sounds pricey. It was $400 a year. That's cheap, yeah. I said, what? They don't tell you these things in these streets. Yes, an umbrella <laughs> policy is, is just a great way to make sure. So then I increase it as my wealth increases. I increase that umbrella policy. And it like it's a lever too. A little bit of money gives you access to all this coverage. So seven, get good with insurance. Eight, grow rich-ish. Your net worth. Don't tell me how much you made, how much you keep, right? So that's cute that like, oh, I made $7 million last year. They won't tell you that they spent $8 million in marketing, yep. right? Net worth is what you own minus what you owe. If you owe a whole lot, it doesn't matter if you own a whole lot. Because at the end of the day, if all the people that you owe come a calling, you're broke, right? So maintaining a positive net worth, that's important. Nine, picking your money team. Y'all already doing it. Y'all listen to these fellows right here. You want to have financial professionals in your life. I believe in having an accountability partner because I think money is a team sport. But I also believe like, you know, you might, you might, you might look into a CFP, a certified financial planner, fee only, not fee based, not commission based. So they can sell you all kind of foolishness. Sorry, that's what you are. Um, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm like, my bad. But you know, not really. But respectfully, fee only. Cut a mic, cut a, cut a mic off. <laughs> My father would say, he who pays the piper determines the tune. I like fee only because I pay you. Oh, they don't pay you, I pay you, right? So anyway, so, <laughs> so CFP, you might look into, you might look to insurance broker, but you want to have people oh, on your financial man. team. And last but not least, estate planning. You know, planning your legacy. It doesn't make sense to do all of this and not to pass on. That's the problem that we've had a hard time. I've known black folks that have grown wealth. I've known brown people that have grown wealth, but sometimes the passing on is what we have a hard time with, the passing on of knowledge, the passing on of wealth, you yes. know, from one generation to the next. That, that's your 10 components. Like, here's the thing about financial freedom, right? I'm not a big fan of that phrase. Here's why, because you can be financially free and not be financially whole. You can have all the money, you can have all those things, but you could be missing, like for example, Prince, financially free. We can all agree, man was wealthy. Was he financially whole? No, he didn't have an estate plan. Mm -hmm. So when Prince died, 
he he used to give a lot of money to um to like music programs because he believed it saved them as a kid. Mm-hmm. So when he died, his closest relative was his sister. We don't know if she's big on music programs. Mm-hmm. You know, his money is gonna do what she wants it to do. So I say that not to say don't go after financial freedom, but I'll go for a holistic view of your money. And so literally that's why, you know, because the fellows are yeah. hello. That's why I wrote Get Good With Money, <laughs> 10 Simple Steps to Becoming Financially Whole. It's available at getgoodwithmoney.com. Not for real. I, I see myself like as like the school teacher of personal finance. Like I want you to get the fundamentals. So that way, that way, no matter what you build on this fun, this financial like safe. foundation, yo, like when this last, like the last recession, 2008, 2009, 2010 hit, yo, rock me to the core, I lost everything. I said, never again. This time when it hit, I made money. You know, like I made money. My business tripled because I said, I'm going to position myself to have a, such a strong foundation that when things happen, it's the difference between being a tree and being a, a, um, a, um, a, an electric pole. Some of y'all out here, not y'all, but some of y'all out here, so interested in being as big and tall and obvious as possible. Like, look at me, look at me. And you're this pole, this electric pole. And it looks dope because it looks so high, right? It, 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 it flung up quickly and you laughing at the tree. Tree is going slow. You're like, ah, look at the tree. Then earthquake comes. That pole is this deep in the ground. Pole falls over. Tree got what? Roots, right? And so that's what I'm wanting for you. I'm wanting for all of us to have like this deep financial foundation so everything you're learning in EYL, everything you're learning in, in Market Mondays, these are things that you're building on top of your financial, your financial foundation so that house can stand. So you can, you can gift that house to someone else. It's why I wrote, honestly, I'm not playing, but like playing, but like, honestly, it's why I wrote Get Good With Money because I wanted a tool, a guide to guide us through step-by-step financial wholeness so the rest of your financial life opens up. It's like when I used to teach preschool, I knew, like, because I taught in Newark, and literally we would go to the park and sometimes we would see like needles. There was always fiends. Like, I, I mean, the kids would know, oh, that's Jojo. He's just a fiend. I'm like, how you know that at three or four, you know? Or like, sometimes I would hear gunshots and be like, damn, these kids live more at me at, at four than I did at 21. Cause I grew up in the suburbs and I was like, damn, but what can I give them? Education. If I could get that four-year-old to read, to, to write, to do math, not math, but number, shapes, letters, color. If I can give them a strong financial foundation, I knew that they could take that with them because education can never be taken. They can steal a lot from you, but not that, not knowledge. I knew that they could take that knowledge and build whatever life that they wanted if I could give them that. And that's what I want to give to you. I want to give you the gift of knowledge, the gift of education. I have a follow-up question that uh, Sheena wrote in, which is a great one to tie into that about the kids. So what are, we have a great toolkit for adults, but for parents, what do you think the think the top three things parents should teach their kids about money? My, I'm like, so it's not even here. Oh, so I think that like, cause y'all know I stay, I don't, I don't even know if I sleep. Like for people ask me all the time, do you sleep? I'm like, for what? You or your team, kudos yeah. to your team. You guys are always up. First of all, we are, if I told you how many, just watch. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak on get good with money though y'all need to copy it getgoodwithmoney.com because sis is trying to make the good uh, New York Times bestsellers list because they don't see all this and the fact that like my chocolate face is on like if you go to Barnes and Nobles you're gonna see me next to Dr some of these other people you, you literally when I went to go look I was like damn this is the only black face in the finance aisle isn't that crazy but anyway so 
kids, bam, because sis stay busy. I wrote this book last year. It's called Happy Birthday, <laughs> Molly Moore. I, yo, I already sold like 10,000 copies of this because I, honestly, I, shot, I, she I, is a segue queen. Yo, yo, that was, that was a queen. Y'all got that a was a moment right there. Right, and I did it on purpose. I said, look how chocolate she is. Cause I said, where, where are we? This is how my hair looks when it's Molly not locked Moore. up. Right. So it teaches financial education to kids. The, truthfully, the best way to teach financial education to little ones, I would say elementary school and younger is through story to find stories because kids have a hard time, um, just like adults, but really kids have a hard time seeing themselves. So if I'm wanting to like this book is all about um, sharing, donating, giving back to your community, because that's a pre-financial education lesson. And so at the back, I have extended um, questions that you can that you can ask your kid, because that is one of the ways that you can do so. If your kid is middle school, start with allowance. You know, let your kid work for a thing, like earn money for that thing, and then show them how to put that put that money up. So my stepdaughter, I call her Supergirl, because I call her father Superman, is that like I gave her this three-pronged uh, piggy bank. Um, saving slash investing. So that was one side. Um, spending and giving. And every time she made any money, I had her put it in those in those categories, right? Now, Supergirl is 14 years old out here. She has a lip gloss company. She got a, um, a YouTube channel. Um, I just paid her $300 the other day because she put in 19 hours worth of work. I paid her $15 an hour to do stuff with the budgetista. She was like, um, here's my timesheet. Um, do I get paid every week or bi-weekly? I was like, slow down, sis. Right? But, but that's what happens when you raise financially savvy kids to understand the core basics. So you want them to understand budgeting. You want them to understand basic saving. You want them to understand the, that that's not going to be enough, like basic investing. So that's the next thing that Supergirl and I are sitting down to show her how to invest some of her money because she asked me. But also, too, quite honestly, especially when kids get older, I believe every kid should be exposed at least to entrepreneurship. Because, you know, because it's just it's. I'm a teacher, ain't no way I can make what I make now. Like I pull in seven figures for myself personally, you know? Like there's no way I'm making that in the classroom. You know, well, maybe not, maybe I could be trading on the side or whatever, but like entrepreneurship has unlocked the ability- You're teaching at scale. Teach. Exactly, literally teaching at scale. And it has enabled me like, the, the sky's the limit for what I'm able to do. Like it just, some of the opportunities are just like in my inbox today that I'm just like, it's crazy. And so, but you, you can give your child access to that through, even if you don't know how to be an entrepreneur, why not start a small little business together? Hmm. You know, why not say, Hey, like for, for example, Supergirl want to start her lip gloss business. And she had asked me for $400. I was like, sis, you tried it. She was like, y'all got money. I said, we have money. You, I gave her the Bill Cosby. You have nothing. Remember from um, the Cosby show. And so I told her to put together a business plan. And she did. And to tell like what, what components she needed, she found on Amazon what she needed to make her lip gloss. So I said, put together a business plan. If you make half of it, I will, you know, I'll, I'll, me and your father will match you. This girl's smart. All of a sudden she's, she's selling, um, someone gave her like a, a friendship bracelet kit. And I was like, she's selling them to everybody, all my friends, everybody else. And I'm like, I thought you want to do lip gloss. She's like, I do. But she said, I got to put up half of it. So she took this kit she got for Christmas is is guilting adults into buying rubber band friendship bracelet for five dollars a piece got her 200 was like so again i'd like my money and so i had to pay up i so, see you got eight of them all. well played <laughs> <laughs> well played yeah i mean that that's it that's that's valuable right because uh, 
especially this time of year, a lot of people getting tax returns and mm-hmm. the STEMI has hit and they're trying to figure out what should I do with my money? But you just said a bunch of ways that somebody could actually, especially young adults, could actually earn more income from their, their money that they got back from the government or given to them from the government. But I'll I say this, like, I don't believe in just like, if you don't have any savings, sis, bruh, like <laughs> starting a business with your STEMI, please don't do that. I see not on LL, you know, you start an LLC and then I'm like, <laughs> please talk to Instagram. About I mean, that. I just, I was going there. Go ahead. My heart hurts. Cause I'm just like, that person is not an accountant. You will go to jail. You can't like, or like start to start a business, then apply for the PPP loan. So you can spend your formative years in jail. Like, <laughs> but, cause that's what's going to happen to you. And so starting a business is not some old, like, la da thing that you just do in order to like, you know, trick the government, you know, that's just, that's just not how that's going to work. The truth yeah. is, that's why I said that fundamentals are so important because if you got a stimulus check and you don't have any savings whatsoever, you got kids and responsibilities, putting that money toward investing. Now, investing is a great way to obviously like you can potentially flip it, but the word is potentially like, so if I didn't have any other way to support my kids and everything else, like it just doesn't make sense to use that money in a space and a place that I might not get a return, at least not in time to be able to pay my next bill. You know, like the fundamentals, I feel like so many people just don't want to do the fundamentals. I, I was watching this, Um, I was watching a, like a clip from Jay-Z. He said, everybody mimics the outcome, but not the input, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So you out here trying to be like Ian, you, Do you know how many books he reads? You know what? You know what's so crazy that you said that, and Ian does read a lot of books. Um, mm-hmm. but you, you, Jay Z, the full when he said that, he said, uh, he, he said, he said everybody <laughs> wants to be Floyd. He's like they, they want to see they want to be Floyd. Yep. Because they see Floyd on a on a private jet. Tell us, uh, please. Yeah, I got to. It was a perfect segue. He said, but um, Floyd's running right now. Yep. So it's crazy because I'm in Miami for my birthday a few weeks ago. And I'm staying in Fountain Blue. And if anybody like knows Fountain Blue, like when you drive up, it's kind of like a byway, kind of like freeway situation to like go to Fountain Blue. So it's not like a pedestrian street. So it's like 1130 at night. I had to go to the gas station and I had to go back to, to my hotel for something. Come so, with me. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to get Troy. So as I'm on my way back to Fountain Blue from a distance, I just see somebody running in like a swishy suit, like with like, you know, like a hat on. And like I could tell they had like they was listening to music. But I, mean, I didn't really pay too much attention because they was by themselves. And as I got closer and I look up and it's Floyd literally at 1130 at night on a Saturday, on Mm -hmm. a Saturday by himself. It was no entourage by himself running for no reason at 1130 at night. So what I'm saying is that nobody sees that. They don't see it. It's so much work. Like, I don't think people understand, like, the level of work that I put in. Like, I don't. I don't think people like even Penguin Random House, who I signed with, they're like, I've never seen anything like they've never seen black magic, black girl magic, like like we've been putting in. Like the number of book sales that we hit, they're literally like, what? The, they literally, Penguin Your Random team House is amazing though. The, the, Penguin Random House is the largest book publisher in the world because they've now merged Penguin Random House and, and another one. They just bought another one. And they're just like, we've never seen anything like this before. When this is done, can we do a case study? These are people who sign. Barack Obama, they have signed the biggest names in, but in, 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 in books. Right. So, I mean, I got a big deal. Like we had, I had nine publishers wanting get good with money. Nine at the time I'd never, I'd never, I've always self-published and I asked my book agent, you know, is that good? She said, four is good. Four is good. Mm-hmm. So what I call, so I call my team unicorns cause I tell them they make magic. So nine is a unicorn. 
And um, what I learned is that like, well, one, like I have an expectation of excellence. That's what I bring to the table. I am always studying, but out of joy. Like I know I, I work a lot, but it's the things I'm doing out of joy. If I'm washing the dishes, then I'm listening to a podcast. If I'm, you know, taking a walk, I try to take a walk every day, then I'm listening to an audible book about maybe marketing. You know, like even when I'm in the car, yo, I study signs to judge how well they've marketed. I look at them and I say, huh, what's the call to action? They got me for three seconds. I don't know what the sign is about because I'm trying to learn what they're doing right or wrong. Like for example, the stop sign is a perfect sign. Perfect. Why? That red is eye catching to, to the way our eyes see color. And they did not white on red, but or not red on white, right? That instead the white is inside the red because it makes it easier to see, right? That absence of color in this dark red, right? And then on top of that, that block lettering, that block lettering, you can see that from miles away. Look, look at Gecko of Money, look at that block lettering. I'm not just studying for studying, I'm studying to activate and to integrate into the things that I do. And so if you're wanting to achieve success, I wish more people understood just how how attainable it is if you would just that one extra hour that you're not willing to give you know that that one extra book that one extra you can accomplish just about anything if you're willing to put in just a little bit more effort like my team is amazing because i demand excellence They're, like if someone is not able to produce excellence we wish them well we give you a parting gift a hug dap you up even give you some money to go on your way but you can't be here without, without producing excellence. I will certainly groom you to excellence, you know, if you have it in you, but some people depart and just like, you know, it ain't, I, I just not capable or able, but as a result, like Ian said, like, you see my publicist, like she's, <laughs> she's great. Like yeah. this, this week alone, I'm gonna be on GMA tomorrow. And again, three days later, Call me like, please. I mean, like the, the first black woman by herself on the cover of Money Magazine mm -hmm. with my locks on. Right. Okay. Talk like I talk. just right. like I just I think that people think that things are out of reach for themselves, but yo, I've only ever had two jobs, like the budget Tiffany, the preschool teacher and budget Nista. Like I'm not coming from Stanford University. You know, I didn't go to Yale. Like, no, I just put the work in. Not even the work, not do the work, but do your work, mm -hmm. you know? Can we get some questions? But before, yes. you know you know what's even more impressive than um than, than the GMA two times? You know, what's, you know what's more impressive? Talk what? to him. The fact that you've been on EYL's platform three times. I know. I mean, third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but, but honestly, low, low, low key, this is a master class in in an interview. I don't know if we want to dive into marketing before we get to questions because I know Trey Rashad, y'all some marketing gurus, and <laughs> yeah, but I love Tiffany. Marketing. If you if you want to dive into marketing, really cool. Like, what are some of your favorite books? So and then so, Troy Rashad, if you want to like jump in as well and, and have the conversation for the business owners that are listening tonight. I I like um Russell Brunson's books, like so I've been listening. But you know, low key, I like books that I can extract the, 
these kind of like small gems that most people overlook. So like, yeah, yeah like Russell Brunson, I love that, you know, if you're a digital marketer, definitely yeah. like I read his whole series, but you know what book I really liked? I liked um, um, Sell It Like Sirhan. I don't know if you've ever watched Ryan Sirhan. He's like, I haven't seen he's, like a, he's like this young white dude, but he's got gray hair. He, uh, Bravo TV, he sells like million dollar listing. He's on the show, but Sell It Like Sirhan. When I tell you when it came to marketing, I was like, see, most people wouldn't listen because I listened to the audio version, but like the jewels that I was able to extract from that, you know? But but also too, I study brilliance. Mm -hmm. So me being Nigerian, my parents are born and raised in, in Nigeria. And so one of the things that my dad would say, if I got a B, he'd be like, great. So nobody was getting A's. I'm like, well, Tasha got an A. Oh, okay. So does Tasha, my dad would say, does Tasha have two heads? <laughs> that meant the only reason why somebody should get an A, you didn't get A, she's got one brain, two brain, and you only have one. And I'm like, she has one head. Well, then A's were being given, bring me back one of those. So as a result, I learned to study excellence and brilliance and to align myself because in my mind, if Ian can do it, why not me? What's so special about Ian? Not too oh, much like, other what's love so my parents. No, but, but you know what I mean? Very little. Okay, no, no, rhetorical <laughs> question. Rhetorical <laughs> question. You know, but no, but like, I mean, like <laughs> Ian, right, <laughs> Ian is cl clearly brilliant, but because there are things it's like, oh, okay, if you watch, he'll tell you what to read. If you want, he'll tell you what to, to look at. But like you're not gonna read through them 500 books though. Exactly. And that's why you are here, right? Yep. Now look what y'all did with this podcast, Troy and Rashad. Out of nowhere, this podcast went from here to here. What's so special about Troy and Rashad? Because God's you guys, grace and love. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, moisturized too now, don't play. <laughs> but you know what Come I mean? On. Meaning like, I hear you guys talk about how you made the plan and you worked the plan. People make the plan and don't do the work. They eat Oreos That's and true. say, you know, how come mm -hmm. I'm 10 pounds heavier? That's me. I mean, I love me an Oreo. I'm like, well, it is what it is. I'm married. Oh, well, he's going to get what he get. But when it comes to business, <laughs> I put in the work. <laughs> I put, look at Kevin, Ebo Quenu. Hey, yes, I'm Ebo as Jeez. well. <laughs> but um, no, I think that marketing is one of those tools that it's not just enough to market. Obviously, you have to have a good thing. Nothing's worked than, nothing worse than being a good marketer to bullshit. I'm not going to lie. Because there's nothing worse than like you write something and it's not a good thing and you market it to it and now people call you out. We have seen, I, yeah. I mean, we've all seen in the last few years, people that we all thought were dope and cool be exposed. And their product doesn't work. Yep. Yes. And be dragged down to the ground. We, we've seen it and you don't want that. So you want first to create something amazing. But marketing really is about observation and really getting to know why people do what they do. And they'll tell you. You know, somebody will say, I love salad, but then you see them eating burgers and you're like, okay, well, people will tell you with their actions, you know, what's actually working when it comes to marketing. And you just have to recreate that. There are lessons to be learned every, I'm, I'm, a, every day. I'm, a, I'm a steady student, like mm -hmm. a good teacher is an even better, an even better, better, better student. I think um, one thing that I, we got to have a whole episode about marketing. Yeah, we got to do that. I know, you, I know you big on that, but um, one mm -hmm. thing that, you know, before we go to questions, you can learn a lot just from observation too. Mm -hmm. And um, like me, you know, everybody knows I'm a big fan of music. And um, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about Drake. And um, you know, one of the things- Drake? I really... <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I really admire about Drake is that, um, you know, at the level that he's at, he could just be in the clouds, but he keeps his ear to the streets and he really yes. taps in with artists. He worked with Little Baby four years ago, even like working with like a block boy JB. And a lot of that people say is like, you know, Fabio Foreign, Sosa Geek. Like these people really are not at the level of Drake. 
And yeah, part of it is that, you know, he's riding a certain wave to kind of become, you know, more and more cool, but you got to give him kudos to even actually have his ear to that, to that sound and actually know what's breaking early before anybody yes. gets it. A lot of artists, the vast majority of artists have not done that. And that's how you become a dinosaur. And I think that that's one of the reasons why he's been number one for over yeah. 12 years straight. Yeah. And um, we do that with the podcast. Like, yeah. you know, we just had Jim Jones, who's a coach who icon. And then we follow up with a woman who had 125 followers. So people might look at that. Like that's kind of like odd, like mm -hmm. we're the top business podcast in the world. We have a lot of influence. We have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on social media mm -hmm. and we chose to to do a 180 turnaround and go back to where we originally Diversity started in content and, mm -hmm. and find somebody with 125 followers yeah she's at a thousand now yeah <laughs> but it's like you know if we was just chasing if we were just chasing social media influencers yeah. we would we would a lose the true essence of what we've built exactly. and b we would miss out on somebody that has a great story yes. just because we're looking past oh she she doesn't she's not verified yeah. we can't put her on yeah. and that's just honestly that's foolish because you just like for example my 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 attorney tony like she she was supposed to sit on somebody's panel this is what i before i just met her and she's brilliant she went to georgetown she got her like her masters in, in law she is like literally brilliant and I remember like I, I had her speak at my online school and she had posted like, yo, this panel told me that I couldn't speak because I didn't have enough followers. And today, you know, I'm, you know, speaking at like one of the, you know, my financial idols, like online school. And I was like thinking like, whose school she's speaking at? Oh, shoot, she's talking about me, you know? <laughs> and so I just, I, it doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> these followers don't mean nothing. Most of these people are broke. You want to know why? They'd be in my inbox asking for help. Like those followers do not equate to sales, you know, like I, it doesn't, I cannot tell you like posting on social media, very few people are able to convert their followers into sales. Back to sales people, yep. You know what I mean? Like if, and if they are, maybe they're running ads, they probably have a decent email list. These are things that have helped me. But what I see social media as, it's more of a billboard, like, Hey, 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 Hey. And then I make, I close the deal someplace else. You know, that social media for me, you know, like it's a, it's a tool just to, to, to make sure you see me. So when we close the deal, so when you go into Barnes and Nobles, you're like, oh yeah, see her on social. Not necessarily that you're going to purchase from me on social, but not enough people, I think, um, or too many people underestimate the value of one people because like that person that you think you're turning your nose up at, like, yo, Tony has saved me so many times. Like if I tell you the deals that I've signed, like that like maybe I would have signed something, you know, that wasn't right. Like even when it comes to like um, my, um, my book deal, I made sure that no matter what I signed, Tony has the last look. And she'd be like, did you see section 204? I'm like, no, that's why I hired you. What does it say? And she's just like, sis, they said here that yeah. everything you do after this belongs to them, but it's said in such a way. And so people throw people away all the time. Like what are, what is followers? Like, can you, you, you have know, to have counsel that is not distracted by social media. Yes. To be your just, protection. Because like, honestly, the wealthiest people I know, I love following are somebody not. that like, are not, or they are on social media. They post their cat. Like I yeah. love when somebody slips up that I respect and they tag someone like, you know, like such and such, you know, yo, I just signed a deal. It was so great. Shout out to, shout out to, to Carlos. They tag Carlos. I look at Carlos, Carlos got 100 followers. I follow Carlos and I'm like, hey, Carlos, what you doing? Cause yeah. I know that's the man right here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. be fooled by like these, like, you know, like 
influencing is, is cool, but the problem with most influencers is that they haven't built their own thing. Like literally banks come to me all the time and they're like, hey, Tiffany, we'll pay you to send people here. And nine times out of 10, I'm like, your money's not long enough because, or I can use my influence and send them to What here, you want to, yeah. Here, my podcast, Brown Ambition, my, my online school. Like why, when you have your own, plus two, when you build your own, then I can do what I want. I can show up with locks. I can talk my talk. I can wear my Africa shirt. Who gonna check me, boo? Like there is no bigger entity that can say that um, um, because we're not working with Tiffany anymore, it's over for her. There is no brand. There is no TV show. There is no, I, I literally have said no to about five different productions to just the last week alone because it's not right. First of all, if you're not giving me EP credit, oh, you think I'm stupid. Oh, yeah, but most my- creatives are not, and this is something we talk about Trevor Shot all the time. Most creatives are not in a position to even negotiate that because they have no real business acumen. Yes. Well, they're in a position, but they don't want to because they don't want to take the short-term L for the long-term W. Like my mentee always tells me, Tiffany, one thing that I, I admire about you is that you wait on some money. I sure will. Because what I don't want to happen, so case in point, when when this book came out, I told you we had the nine publishers that wanted it, right? Or this is before it was even a book. I had just written a proposal. So I also, at that time, I had written the proposal, submitted it. They're all wanting it. And my book agent, shout out to you, Heather, if you're watching. Don't forget, you told me this. She said, don't post about Molly Moore. I said, sis, I'm sorry. This has been my dream for like, since I was in my 20s. It's happening. I'm posting about Molly Moore. We're doing a Kickstarter. I need to raise some money. And she's like, no, because the publishers that want the book, if they see you have this, they might think, oh, she's too busy or blah, blah. I was like, let them think it. Sis. So I posted and we, my Kickstarter, we, we asked for 30,000. We made 70,000. And guess what happened? One of the biggest, probably the second biggest publishing company in the world said, not only do we want this book, whatever this is going to be, but we saw Tiffany post something about a children's book. We'd like to buy that as well. Hmm. And you know what I said? N-O spells no. You want to know why? Because one day you're going to be watching Molly Animation Moore. is so huge. And you're going to be where your, your daughter is going to say, yeah. I want um, Molly Moore um, shoelaces. I want Molly Moore t-shirt. I want Molly Moore. So if I sell you this book, short-term win, right? And then you take this book and create Dora the Explorer, which is currently worth about like, I think I read somewhere it was like $7 billion. And yeah. you make $7 billion and you pay me 25000 No, I'm not boo-boo the fool. I will wait. I will wait tables. I will, I will, I will. I will um, tutor, I will babysit. I wish that for more people that they would wait on money. I have said no, even when I didn't have it. You know, I've had people who have wanted to have a piece of the budgetista when the budgetista didn't even have anything. I'll give you money for it. I'm like, I'm not even making any money. Yeah, but I'm like, nope, it's a hundred thousand percent mine. I have created products and services that made no money the first five years. And now, you know, we make bank off of it. I wish that we would wait, that we would hold on to the things that we create. Because I told myself one day when my great, great grandbabies are living in the laps of, lap of luxury, asking the butler to bring them something to drink. And you know, this time less ice because he tried it. They know it's because of this, because I owned it all and it was mine. And as a result, I was able to pass it down through legacy. And so like, 
we deserve to have legacy. So much has been stolen from us. Like, I'm like, no, not, not up in here. Like you can wait. Like, I remember I told you guys, I already know um, uh, Tori and the recital. I'm sure you're getting approached by so many different opportunities. But when I tell you some of the big names that have approached me and I'm like, no. Oh, well, you know, such as, I don't care. I don't know. No, I want, I want, I want executive producer credit. I want to get paid like you get paid. Mm-hmm. Because executive producer credit is so little, why you want it? You know, like when you talk to try to tell a kid, like, oh, you don't want these M&Ms, it's not good. Well, then why are you eating it? I want some M&Ms. I'm like, Mm-mm. <laughs> I want ownership of my image. You're gonna put it out that you're gonna give me like talent fee. No. Yeah. I want that long, strong money. Matter of fact, I'll forego talent fee. Give me back in. Yes. Oh, you want to do that? Oh, okay. Or Say that again. Right back in. So I've said no to everything. So if you're watching, because they're always watching, because someone always hits me up afterwards. It's like, let's talk again. No, we can talk when we could talk back in. If not, because here's that the thing. I let is are the gems of the night. Yeah. Please write that down. Back in and what Rashad talked about mm-hmm. with the life insurance trust. Please do some research on that. I don't think you guys realize how valuable those two, those two things alone can I'm change telling your life you, forever. If you own that back end, I'm willing to wait or create it myself. Like I'm already working on with Molly Moore. I'm working on her, her YouTube channel, because guess what? It's not when parents buy stuff for kids. It's not because of parents. It's because if I can get your baby to holler about this book, you go, you go and buy her the, the bedroom set. Mm-hmm. You're gonna buy her the, the scooter. Yeah. The lunchbox, so, the book bag. Exactly. This is just a this is just a calling card. So I've already linked up with all these different schools when they open back up. Guess what's gonna be on your baby's classroom, the classroom um uh, um library? This book. She's gonna come home and be like, but I want Molly Moore and I want my and I'm like, mm-hmm. And here is all her accoutrement. Yes, because parents don't say no to their babies. And so especially if they're like Xander, because he'll ask 94 times and I'm gonna just say yes. <laughs> yes, I'm telling yeah. you, kid stuff is one of the like uh, one of the, the, the most profitable platforms you can go into because uh, anywhere along the way, a parent can say yes. You might have a parent that doesn't make very much, but they can say yes to a 50, do- 50 cent door this for a lollipop. And then you might have a parent that makes a ton of money and they can say yes to a $5,000 door of the Explorer bedroom set. Either way, parents find a way to say yes. And so if you can create product line for any range of parent, like I said, Google Dora, mm-hmm. Google how much she's bringing in. We're going to see We're going to see the Molly Moore movie. Yeah, shout out oh, to yeah, my- I'm telling you, you, this is the, um, people get excited about Budgetista. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Budgetista is cute. She's just a funder to the other things that, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to a production company right now. And I was like, you know, I'm talking about ownership. And they were like, I know. I'm like, oh, okay. Shout- You're going to see Molly Moore everything. Shout out to my man, Chad. Uh, the, brain, the brain's behind 85 South show. He said she's talking that talk right now. We got to see. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. I love, honestly, I, I just think we all are capable of growing wealth but I want you to grow wealth from a place of sustainability. I want you to grow wealth from a place of, of, of a way that you can maintain it. I want you to grow wealth where you can bring other people with you. Like if you were to see my team, this is what they look like, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, I want you to grow wealth in a place where you could bring, you know, that you can, you could put money in your, in your people's pocket. Like I paid off my parents' house two years ago. My dad couldn't believe it because I was kind of like, I mean, I wasn't, let's just say, I wasn't wild. I always say I'm Nigerian wild because, you know, you couldn't get too wild as a Nigerian kid. But <laughs> like, um, like, but like when I paid off their house, my dad was like, you paid off my house? I was like, yeah. He was like, mm, is it going to bankrupt you? I was like, daddy. <laughs> it was $120,000. And I was just, I asked my husband, I was like, look, I would love for my parents not have to worry about anything in retirement. Yep. We got plenty. 
Can we pay off their house? And he was like, let's do it. Paid it off. My dad said he called like the bank like 50 times just to hear your balance is zero. I want everyone to have that opportunity to do so. As a result, my mother was able to, to retire early. Just the other day, she was like, we want to rebuild the deck. She texted me, it's going to be $11,000. I was like, sis, that's what we're doing? You just, you just making plans with the money I make now. Because yeah. she's like, you got it. You got it. So I want that yeah. for everybody. But when, like you I told said, us that, when you told us that story in May, last May, I remember it very vividly. And I said, you know what? That's going to be my goal. So that, that's one of my goals over the next. To pay off your parents' house? 12 to 16 months. That's that's one of my goals. So I I heard you say it first. And then I watched Alex do it for his mother. Shout out to Alex. Well, Good energy. Wall Street Trapper just did it. Yeah. So, like, it's the, that's what it's it's the about. best feeling ever. Yeah. And I'm, but I'll tell you what I told my sister the other day. Because she, so my sister Tracy is my, my publicist. But she's just a bad man jamma. And I told her, like, because she used to style. She really loved styling. And she really loved um, like buying. And she was like, but she's so damn good at being a publicist. And I asked her, if that's, is that what you want to do? She's like, you know, I would love to like do more styling, but you know, it's not really no money in that. I said, no, no, you should always have that big goal up here. I remember since when I was sleeping on her couch, like seven years ago and I had no money, my big goal was if I can make $300,000 a year take home, then, you know, all the things that I want to do, you know, I have enough. Now, meanwhile, I was making nothing. I was sleeping on her couch, living out of a suitcase. And so, but I had it, I'd written it down. I had that big goal, but then I had, you have to break down that big goal, but you have to identify it and then work on a day to day. There's yeah. not a day that goes by that I don't work on my goals and dreams. Not a day, whether it's just thinking about it, writing it down, reading a book, listening to a podcast, whatever that looks like, not a day doesn't go by that I don't deposit something in my, my, my dream bank. And you keep that goal in mind because if you let go of that, then you just work to work to work. You know, like Molly Moore has been in my head since I was 26 years old, I'm 41 now. But in the back of my head, I was like, one day I'm going to have this book. This book is going to be this. It's going to be production company. It's like, da, 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 da. I had it here. And then finally, after some years, I found the right illustrator. Then I found the right art director. And then I found the right, I didn't want to, to be with the big publisher, but I found a hybrid publisher called Wise Inc. that let me keep all my rights. It's like your master's in with, with, with your music, right? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, but I had to pay out of pocket. I had to, I had to print, it was $40,000 to print four, to print 10,000 books. But by then I had it because the budgetista is the bank. Like that's my core business. When I want to start something else, I go to bank of budgetista. She, she invests money. And then I get my money back when the thing starts to make money. And then I did a Kickstarter, raised $70,000. And within a year, I'm in talks with a production company to turn this into a show. But that, that was a dream that came 20 years ago, but you don't lose sight of that. You keep yeah. it in mind and then you put one foot in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other. You build that foundation and you grow from there. I just, I see so many people that settle or try to try to go for that fast money. If I could put 10,000 into GameStop, even though I don't have 10,000, but I'm gonna borrow it. That's not, even if you got lucky, and you were able to, to, to make that money and flip in, you're not gonna keep it because there's no common sense there. There's no foundation there because you're gonna get lucky here than unlucky here. Like, I don't want fast fast money with no sense. I wanna be able to like, like I said, I, I want my, my heirs, heirs, heirs to be like, one day there was a great, 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 great grandmother, Tiffany. She's the reason why we're all living like we live in now because she put all of these things in place and all these safety nets in place that we don't never have to worry about money. Yeah. Yeah. Walk down them dreams. That's a fact. We didn't get a chance to get questions. I know, my bad. I always do what? that. 
what we, we going to do? I'm going to put you on a spot. If we could, um, we could do a swap if you're interested. I know you got your group. Um, if we can get you to teach a class for EYL University, I think that that would be really, really Yeah, boring. I got you. What do you want me to teach? You just let me know. All right, we'll set it up. Yes, so and then you could come and then you tell me like what, what you like to teach at um, Literature Academy. They would love, I know Tam's on right now. She's our Academy manager. She's like, ooh. <laughs> 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 like I know y'all are already coming on my podcast, Brown Ambition. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. wait That's to have fact. you on. But like, honestly, 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 like if I see some of y'all put up some money, I'm like, oh, y'all, y'all give a hundred dollars away? Okay. <laughs> um, well, if you're in the mood to spend a little money, no, but for real, I would love if y'all go out, go to Barnes and Nobles or just go to getgoodwithmoney.com and copy a copy of the book. Um, if it's not you that needs it, I know you know a college student, your sister, your mama, your cousin. Um, it's really going to be transformative. I have already decided that I want Get Good With Money to be like um, the four hour work week by Tim mm -hmm. Ferriss. Mm -hmm. Like, like before I wrote it, I had the intention, I'm going to write a book like that, a book that transforms the culture that shifts us from here to here. Financial wholeness is a new concept, you know, with, I mean, it takes, the takes simple building blocks, but creates a new concept. And I said, that's what I wanted to do. I met my book agent, Heather, through a friend. We're talking, we're talking. And she was like, you know, what's your goal? This is before I'd even written the book, before I'd written anything. And I told her about how um, the four hour work week changed my life when I was teaching preschool. I used to Me read too. it. You know, like when the kids went to sleep, I would read the four-hour work week and map out how my life was going to go, you know? And um, then she was like, oh, Tim? I was like, because I mean, everybody knows Tim Ferriss, like knows his name, but she was like, no, 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 that's my book. I said, I don't, I don't understand. She's like, no, no, I bought that book and I named it. He wanted to call it Adventures of Drug Dealing or something. I'm yeah. like, I said, wait, Heather. You, she said, yes, when I worked for whatever the, the publisher was at the time, she's independent now, that nobody wanted Tim's book. She saw something in him. She's the only one who put an offer in. She bought his book, nurtured it, because she was the editor at the time, to where it is now, named it the four-hour work week. And that's my freaking book agent. That's I was like, crazy. what the Kudos hell? You set that intention. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, and she said, what I saw in Tim is what I see in you. I was like, that's all I needed. It's a that's wrap. That's a hell of a compliment. Oh, yeah, it's a over. wrap. And so, yeah, go head on to Get Good With Money. Get you a copy of this book. It is going to transform the culture, I promise you. Like, one thing I am is, is for the people that I serve. Like, you know, anybody who knows me knows I give way more than I ask for. Because... Tim. Yeah. You know, you know what we're going to do? We, we have a, a, a book club here at okay. EYL University. In my mind, I'm thinking this is going to be our next book. That'd be yes. nice book. Yeah, a nice book to slide through. And you you yes. know what makes it even better is that we know the author. And so she can come in. I sure can. You know, I got it. about the book. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, see, yeah. they're going up in the chat. They're like, yes. They say yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're going done. crazy. Done, no. Janet. I, you might be on. We, we're going to make this happen. This is going to be our next book. E for sure. EYL University. I got my copy. Is there an audio version too? Higher. Yes. And oh, I perfect. read it too. I read it. Oh, audio your voice. version. Yes. Oh. It's my voice. Ebook version. And someone asked what my ad is. I'm I'm the budget Nista. So. And for my entrepreneurs, replay this. Energy. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Jokes. <laughs> she has her uh, points down. Mm -hmm. And look how she dominates the interview. No, oh, like, like you, Dick Gregory. <laughs> It's a few of you that like Cameron, whole 50. 
They'll eat up so much space. She probably got two hours worth of content out that most entrepreneurs, it would take them three days to get out. Like, ton of sound bites. Kudos to your sister, Style Man. Andy <laughs> No, uh, it's, but, you gotta practice it's a masterclass in, in presentation. So you got to practice via live. I'm telling you that like right yeah. now, y'all. Yeah. If you want to, it's been 10 years of me practicing. Like you have to she be came on here like loaded Lux. Like, oh, okay, no, no. Great. I was I ready. I was like, I'm talking about what we talking about? Because you see this in the background. I went straight to Michael's was like, what we doing is this. Right. Um, no, but no, thank y'all for having me on. Cause I think it's important for people to see different ways to navigate financially different ways to hear it. I mean, like, look what you've built. This is nothing short of miraculous. Like this is, yeah, look what you built. This is amazing. Thank you. You're going to take us on CNBC next time you go? <laughs> well, you guys tell me what pressure. you- No, for real. Well, next time, well, honestly, CNBC, that's All the easy one. On. No, no, well, you tell me, you I always feel like- tour. No, I feel like y'all, you know, I'm, you, I'm, to, are you not getting beat down by press? I feel like, because if not, there are literally some press platforms that I'm just like, yo, I can't beat. Do you have anybody else to call? And I literally will like alley oop. So if you're like, but I just always assume that people are beating you down. If you're like, alley yo, oop, alley ooped them to us. We'll, we'll okay. dunk all of them in. There. Right. Should, I got a great jumper inside, outside. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what happened with the New York Times. With the New York Times, Wall Street, uh, when I hit you up, uh, Troy, was it New York Times? When yeah. the first time? Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I remember your podcast. I remember we talked about how your house had been uh, like under praise. Oh, yeah, they called like, me. They called me over the summer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so like, yeah. So like, no, no. I think that sharing is caring. And I, yeah, if you're, if that's what you're wanting, like I am overflowing to the point where I told Tracy after this, press, mm -mm, time to go see somebody else. Like I'm tired. So if that's what you're wanting, I always put people Tell on Tracy to clear some spots for me too. Yeah, yo, Tracy's like, she ain't <laughs> taking on new <laughs> She's Tracy funny. ain't taking on no new class. She's like, tell them, tell them people to leave me alone. But no, for real, yeah. that's what you're wanting. Or if there's anything else, I always think that too, that like, you know, I I believe truly that if you do right by me, I do better by you. That is my how, how, how much is your book? My book right now, on it's, it's $24, but I think on Amazon right now, it's like $18. Okay. So, so we mm -hmm. uh, shout out to my boy, Ken from Detroit. He uh, he just sent a $100 donation. So we'll we'll use that. We'll sponsor yeah. um, some people in EYL University since it's going to oh, be the next. Be dope. We'll buy some books and um, we'll we'll give them to EYL University Let's members. The same. They, yeah, can, no. they can start the book club off early and um, get a, yeah. Yeah, yes. that's going to be great. That's going to yes. be great. Get a vibe oh, look at them. They're going up for you, Tracy. Look, talking about Tracy, best PR in the business. She is though. Tracy, amazing. Yeah. If you only see, there's some stuff I can't even say that's coming up because you're not allowed to say ahead of time. But if you just see what's was rolling through y'all gonna be like, damn, Gina. I I'll see you doing your Oprah thing. I'll I'm telling you. you, like, just keep an eye on that IG, on that budget needs to uh, the budget needs to IG. You're gonna be like, all right, like, I didn't know you was allowed to do all that. I'm like, mm -hmm. love it, love it. <laughs> hey, while, while you're here, while you're here, I, I want to give, and this is a uh, with closing up Women's Month. I want to give a huge, huge uh, round of applause to all the women that have blessed our platform. I'm gonna just run down the list. Um, hopefully I don't miss anybody. So uh, Miss Business, Sabine, Valencia, Simone, Nicole Russell, Kika Wise, Sharnice from Oklahoma Investors, Mandy B, uh, Kezia, Kiana Watson, Ronnie Brown, Jamila Davis, Alexia Wright, Lena Law, uh, Halani Labdell, uh, AKA Mrs. Two Weeks Out, Jasmine Crow, Snoop, uh, Ajua Styles, Ashley Scott, Sonia Lewis, and of course you, Tiffany, Bajanisa, you all. Oh, and a few people have that have blessed EYL University as well. You uh, say Alexia, Alexia, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. uh, Chitali, who who is a, a professor on EYL University, and um, of course you, uh, because you have 
given us so much inspiration and outside of just doing uh, the interviews, our conversations after them and mm-hmm. in between have been so beneficial to our growth. So I want to highlight you um, and all the women that have blessed the platform. So thank you. No, thank you. I love seeing y'all win. Wait, wait, win. I didn't say Janet. Of course. Yeah, of course kudos Janet. to the amazing Janet. Of course, Janet, the amazing <laughs> Janet. EYL Janet, we love you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all you do. Uh, Danielle, thank you for all you do. My wife, I love you. Uh, Tahira. Yeah, that's right. Give her love. Any <laughs> women? Our, our mothers. Our mothers. Thank you. <laughs> He's just like, any woman, anyone ever met. <laughs> Shorty from the train, from the E train. <laughs> <laughs> we love our women. No, that is dope, though. I mean, where would we be like, right, without our women? For sure. Women are the, women are the first teachers, and especially Black women, but women... We make up to 70% of the choices, the financial choices in the household, seven zero. So it lets you know just how dire it is that we learn um, mm-hmm. financial education. Because if, if not, if not for women, then where would the family be? You know, where would men be? Where would children be? So yeah. So the fact that like, I love seeing, like, like I said, what y'all are doing, I'm just like, yo, upward, onward, upward, onward. Thank you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, once again, Budgenista, she never disappoints. Another classic. Yeah, another. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry. We're going we to we do the home and away for your, your podcast next mm-hmm. week. I'm looking yes. forward to that. Um, so, yeah, thank you once again for coming on. Always a pleasure. Um, never a disappointment. We definitely got to connect offline because um, yeah. definitely got to talk about a few things. But, um, yeah, amazing show. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be live. The podcast will be live. Uh, it'll be available tonight to listen on, back to this. Or, yeah, on audio outlets. It, it was available on YouTube right after this, but on audio outlets, it'll be available in a couple of hours. Um, so, yeah, definitely get the playback. A lot of gems was dropped. So, mm-hmm. you know. Hundreds. But, but go over the outlet one more time, because I think people skipped over that, and you mm-hmm. dropped a gold bar. Can you just touch on that real quick before we wrap up? <laughs> Ian on his Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Content King. <laughs> Gotta have his Ian Winfrey moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The island, the island is the irrevocable life insurance trust. So um, you know, a lot of times people might not be aware that um, you know, when you most 99% of the time when you buy a life insurance policy, a person owns it. Like I'll buy a life insurance policy and I'm the owner of the life insurance policy. Um, but you can actually have a life insurance policy where it's owned by a trust. Mm-hmm. And that's, that serves a, a, per, a variety of different purposes, but it's one of the things that um, wealthy people use for estate planning because there's a thing called a state tax. So mm-hmm. if your state is over, I think like $5 million, something like that, um, then you're subject to a state tax. So what happens with a state tax, this is why you see a lot of entertainers and athletes, they have a state tax sales. So like a lot, there's been a lot of famous people that had state tax problems, Elvis Presley, um, you name them. And um, they got to sell their guitars and all that because they only have like six months um, to pay these estate taxes. So, you know, the state tax can be like almost as high as up 30%, depending on how much money you have. And then some states have an estate tax as well. So now it's a whole issue when you die that your estate has to pay the estate tax. The problem with the estate tax is that a lot of people is not liquid, meaning they don't have that. You might be worth $20 million, but only have a million dollars in the bank. Like you might have, you know, $19 million in property, but if that's an estate tax issue, now they don't want to hear, like, I don't have the money to pay. You got to pay it. So now you have to liquidate property. You got to sell stuff and it becomes a whole issue. So what you can do is you can put the life insurance policy in the, in the islet. And now that takes it outside of your estate. Um, and it doesn't add to your estate tax issue. 
So that's something that's, you know, a sophisticated life insurance tool that um, savvy people use and have used for a very long period of time. And it's called the Islet, an irrevocable life insurance trust. So that is the three minute uh, Islet explanation. Content Kings. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can we just talk about so far real quick, please? Yes. Over time. Can we just go over time for a minute? Of course. So far. Um, so far is interesting because they are um one of the I think they're probably the first company that's gonna let retail investors invest in the IPO before pre-IPO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Previously, awesome. in order to invest in a pre-IPO, you have to be like an institution or you have to be a cr- accredited investor, a high net worth person mm-hmm. to have access to this most of the time. And what happens is that an IPO gets just driven up the price. So the price might be like fifty dollars in the pre-market. By the time it hits opening, it's like eighty dollars. So what happens is that a lot of times people sell they already made 30 40 50 100 sometimes 100 percent on their money so by the time it opens up that's just why you see a lot of times like ipo start high then it'll come down because it's first day selling Mm -hmm. and um first day selling happens a lot whether you have equity you just want to sell or you've you ran up your position already you already won before the game started a lot of people win before the game starts yeah that's a whole Mm -hmm. different conversation we will have another day but um ian what's your thoughts on this I think it's very interesting. Um, I would tell you guys to be careful because what if they are letting people do this because they need it to they be done? Happen. Yeah, that's why I said it, it, there's, there's risks that come with it. And yep. obviously over the past 12 months, we've seen uh, companies IPO and the stock goes up, but there's times when you IPO and the stock goes down. Um, so that's a risk too. And so there's a lot of stuff that you have to read. And one of the things that people need to know is that you have to be a client of SoFi first mm-hmm. and you have to have $3,000 uh, $3, in your account. Um, so it's not a lot of money, uh, but again, they're saying that you need the three thousand, and and then you can invest in the IPO. It's an interesting model, though. I th- I don't think it'd be the, the last time. I don't know if it would be the exactly. best, but it's yeah. interesting. And so it'd be interesting to see because there's talks that Robinhood, which is potentially going to IPO soon, um, is talking about doing something very very similar. And so it'll very, be interesting to watch. Very interesting that that fund also blew up in time for the Robin Hood tobacco to mm. shake people and scare people out too. Yeah. AMD, a- AMD has been upgraded by... <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is like when you know when you watch the Marvel movie. Breaking news. Left, if you left this, if you left the movie early, the credits, right? you played it's yourself. Like, yeah, this, this, this is like, that's a fact. This That's a fact, man. If you, if you left, if you left the movie early, you definitely played yourself. But um, AMD has definitely been upgraded to I believe a strong buy what's the, what's the from um, let me see. I got you. Only our price matters. My, my our long term target is one twenty four or four, but definitely AMD is one of the most important. How many semiconductors are needed to go into most cars? AMD is not going anywhere. No, it's not. I think they just did a deal. Shout out to Panama. He's very bullish on AMD. He they did a deal with Mercedes. I think. Yeah. yeah oh right. baby. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm a bullish outperform. Um, who's that? Who's that? They did it. This is super overtime. Yeah. Whole AMD long term. Yeah. Well, it got upgraded it got, by, yeah, it by a major it. a major investment bank to um outperform. So yeah, that's for the people that didn't leave the movie early. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you. And, and for all, all the people that, that have been saying, "Oh, you guys said Intel, Intel." Okay. No, we didn't. <laughs> No, no, I'm just saying we were we were oh. like, yo, look, Intel's dead. Like, yo, listen, AMD is just 
from a technology standpoint is surpass what they they're going to be able to do that absolutely the, what they're able to produce at a higher frequency so yeah amd is on our list for sure and earnings really quick i guess i'll just do one uh lululemon will be reporting tomorrow after closing lululemon. Uh, which is i shout out to jamal that was one of his, his stocks that he always shout out to my guy Ty, it'll be interesting that. to see how they performed um obviously with with um the, the apparel industry and the retail industry and people going back in, into stores. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Well, it Micron, long term too. Micron's one of my 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 new watch list picks. My, Micron will be reporting uh, Wednesday, so they're in that that semiconductor the computing computing uh, computer memory lane. And so I got that on my watch list. Micron. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yo, you ready to go home get some sleep? Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy too. He's my trip responsibly. I saw him use that today. Um, so. No sleep for yeah. me. I got to prep for a Today Show uh, appearance. Hey, what, what can we do to support you? What, what time is it so we can show up and show out? Well, uh, for Good Morning America, 8.30, 8.40. Um, if you're okay. watching, if you're watching, obviously, if you're watching this later, it's too late, but you probably can watch the replay. Um, and then again on Friday, I think at like 9.30 or something like that. But yeah, definitely 8.40. What's so special is that like, it's the golden hour, the most watched hour mm -hmm. of morning television, like in the country. And the truth, I mean, I'm I'm saying that lightly, but it's like mind blowing because like it's like Michelle Obama is what they have. Prime on, you know, yeah, they just don't have and and it's it's their book segment, so it's very they don't have those very often, and so they don't give them. I don't even know how. Yeah. I was, you know, they said okay to me, but yeah, so it's literally, <laughs> yes, I I mean. I don't know about all that. I just think that's you know, favor ain't fair. <laughs> shout, you know? this shout out, but, shout um, out to shout out to all our podcast friends. Shout out to Joe Button. Shout out to Corey. Shout out to the whole team of Joe Button um, podcast. Um, shout out to eighty five South Show. Million dollars worth of game. Shout out to million dollars worth of game. Shout out horrible decisions. Shout out to Charlemagne the God. <laughs> I love him. Good guy <laughs> right there, man. That's He's my guy. That's my guy, man. And uh, shout out to DJ Envy. Shout out to everybody in the financial literacy space that's pushing the culture forward. Yes. We, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, I will be, I watch Good Morning America every morning. So I will so be watching. Know. I'll be Hopefully tuning all the earners in here, all the tubers in here, y'all will be mm -hmm. watching. I'm gonna do a dab for you now, just joking. <laughs> we gotta blow this up, man. We gotta blow this up. Yeah, so we can have more of us on there. I want it to exactly. be normalized black and brown finance. So yeah. Red Panda family, take a break, watch, watch tomorrow. Homework. Watch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it would, the show would not be complete without a homework assignment from Ian. So now it has been assigned. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Earn Your Leisure podcast 127 will be out tomorrow. The replay of Market Monday will be out in an hour um, on YouTube. It'll be out right now. Make sure you check it out. Um, love is love. Peace, y'all. Peace. Bye. Love y'all. Thank you. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.